0: Hello. Good morning. How are you guys doing, my sweet daughters, here in the Help Clever Moms online group and on our podcast? I'm so happy to be here with you guys today. You know, God has uh, shown me that uh, for a lot of my sweet moms in this group or who listen to the podcast that uh, you need a second mom. And so I love being your second mom and so I just want you to know that I love you and that my heart is for you, and uh, God's heart is for you more than anything else, and He loves you so much and He cares even about something like reading aloud to your child. He cares about your summertime. He cares about your home. And so I just wanted to, that wasn't even any bit planned in today's message, but I think God wanted me to tell you that He loves you, and He wanted me to tell you that I love you, and I'm so thankful that you come into these videos. I'm so thankful that we get to be here together, and I'm honored to talk with you about reading aloud with your child, because this is one of my favorite Things to talk about. It is a passion of mine, reading a lot of children. I've seen the results in my own children who are grown. I have a daughter who is 28 years old. She's married. She's been married for about, I think, seven or eight years now. And uh, I have two and a half grandchildren. We have another grandbaby on the way. And uh, my son is 25. Hi, Ray. Thank you for saying hi. Everybody, when you come on, I would love it if you'd say hello. And uh, I'd love a prayer request too. If you guys have anything you want to pray about, about. I love praying for you guys. And so, uh, send me a prayer request here. And if you're at the Help Club for Moms podcast listener, if you're doing that today or on our, or on our YouTube channel, please email us at admin at helpclubformoms.com because we will pray for you. Okay. But say hello. I love it. Whenever I see who's on, I, I, uh, I just, it means the world to me to know who is here. So be sure to say hello. Okay. So anyway, so my son is 25 and uh he went to he graduated college. Both of our children graduated college. Um I'm going to tell you a little bit about learning disabilities with children today, too, because I have two complete uh different children in that I that we raised up in our home and I wish we would have had more. My husband and I are always talk about the fact that that is our number one regret is that we didn't have more kids because they were such blessings. Your children are blessings and I know it's so overwhelming just having my grandkids. I have my grandkids every week. And uh, we have our grandkids also when our kids go on vacation sometimes. And um, it's just a gift. But I'm telling you, I'm tired (laughs) when they leave. And I bet you're tired too. And so before I even start this video today about how to read aloud to your child, I want you to know that I'm going to give you a lot of examples. You guys, I have stacks of books right here that I want to talk to you about today. But I don't want you to feel overwhelmed because it is a lot. I just... You know what? I like giving lots of choices to people and uh, and just whatever the Lord leads you. So don't be overwhelmed today and just take down, get a piece of paper and a pen. If you need to pause right now, go get a piece of paper and a pen. Or if you can type on your phone, I don't think you can type on your phone while you're listening to a video on Facebook, but you can on the podcast. And that'll be up later on today um, on our podcast. But please get a piece of paper, please get a pen or type it into your phone. Okay. Because it's going to go by really, really fast. Okay. So let's open up in prayer. Jesus, thank you so much for today. Thank you, God, for every single one of my sweet daughters here in this group. And Lord, I just speak a blessing over their homes this summer. I pray for the ones who feel overwhelmed. I remember feeling so overwhelmed as a mom and I wanted to do a good job so badly, but I didn't know what to do. And so Lord, I pray that you would... um that you would really help these sweet moms to just settle in right now. And even if they're really busy right now, to know that they can come back to the video, they can come back to the podcast if they need to. But just to settle in and relax and just to let you speak to them. God, that's what we need. You are what each of us need. Not me, you and Lord, I know that you care about reading out loud to children, and so Lord, I pray that anything that is for each of these moms, God, that they would uh, receive from you today, that you'd give them new ideas, new book ideas, new ideas on how to read out loud to their children, and I pray that they will feel blessed when they turn off the video or the podcast. Come Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so be sure to say hello, and uh, also tell me how I can pray for you. All right, so I'm gonna get started now. But before I get started, I just wanna give you a few announcements. You guys, on June 13th, we are starting the Joy Challenge for Moms. It's called the 40 Day Joy Challenge for Moms. It takes longer than 40 days because we don't do things seven days a week because we know that you guys are all busy moms, okay? And so what we do is we space it out over eight weeks this summer. But we start June 13th and you can find out the information at joychallengeformoms.com. Joychallengeformoms.com. Okay. So be sure to do that. Go to joychallengeformoms.com. It's $8.99 for the book and you get all of these free videos by Christian. He's a Christian, amazing Christ Center joy coach named Tommy Newberry. And he's a Christian man. He's a wonderful man of God. He's a wonderful husband and dad, and he's just really finishing well in his life. And I just learned so much from him. Our whole team, we I bought, to, uh, he was doing a special, I guess, I don't know, five years ago, on the Joy Challenge. It was called the 40 Day Joy Challenge, and I bought it for each of our team members. And uh, we all went through it, and it was life-changing. And then we said to each other, hey, how about we make something for moms using these videos from Tommy? And so that's what we did. And you guys know what? Tommy gave us all of his videos. Uh, You can download them at joychallenge.com. I think it's an, another thing called Optimum something as well because he does do personal coaching. But um, but I uh, the videos are like $40 or $50 right now, but you get them free using the code inside the book from Amazon, okay, which is only $8.99. So mark your calendars. You're going to see a lot of different things. We're really launching the book right now until it starts. So you'll get lots of information if you're wondering what it's all about. Like today, there's a little video here in the online group all about the Joy Challenge, okay? And then the next thing is the retreat. We have three seats left, you guys, and it's June 10th and the 11th in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and it is worth the time and the energy and the money to get here because we are praying that you will experience God, you will meet Him here, and guys, it will change your life. Uh, it's all about overcoming through Christ. It's very small retreat. Our retreats are only around 60, 65 people, and you get personal attention. We have a private chef coming Friday night for this price. I mean, where else can you go for this price? And we have a private chef coming Friday night that's going to be cooking a beautiful dinner for you guys uh, at a very special location, and we're doing a contemplative journey where you get to have stations all around, candlelit stations, and you're going to learn how to leave your cares behind, how to pray. Pray for your family. You're gonna get prayer on Friday night. You're gonna leave your worries here. You're gonna, it's just amazing contemplative journey. That's Friday night. And then all day Saturday from 8 30 to 5 30, we're gonna be learning how to overcome through Christ. Our uh our hotel is sold out, but we do have other places. We actually have a wonderful team member who has a beautiful home in an exclusive neighborhood in Colorado Springs. She said that she would give away two rooms too. Now we'll have to have a conversation on the phone if you'd like to have those. We need to get to know you. Make sure you're okay uh, and safe for our friend to stay at her home. But for two of the three people that we have three seats left for two of the three people, you can stay for free in one of our volunteers' homes, and it's beautiful. And then the other person, we can figure out another place for you, okay? But um, but anyway, just know that it's an amazing retreat. It's June 10th and 11th. And then the last thing is this week, all week long on the podcast and at Help Club on Facebook and in the online group, we have in our website at helpclubformoms.com, we have Mothers of Teenagers devotions. You're not going to want to miss the Mothers of Teenagers devotions. Hi, Stacy, Good to see you. Um, it's so good to see you. Um, and so that don't miss those Mothers of Teens devotions. Okay. So now let's get into our teaching today. And like I said, make sure you have a pen and paper and write down these titles, okay? I'm gonna try not to go too fast, but I have stacks of books. And so if you could just write them down, it would really be helpful. Okay, so just know that summer is the perfect time to read aloud to your children because your kid's schedule is is less busy. Um, I know a lot of you guys do summer sports, which is great, but it will keep your kids off. It'll help keep your kids off the screens and always wanting screens if you take the time to read to them. And um, so that is phenomenal. It's a wonderful, uh, wonderful way to uh, get your kids off their screens, okay? The next thing is... Um, why do you wanna read aloud to your kids? Okay, I just wanna give you a few whys, okay? And in this video, go ahead and tag a few of your friends in this online group to let to remind them that this video is happening today. Let them know, because I know a lot of people, they wanna know, but they forget that it's on Monday at 9 a.m. We always have one in this group. Okay, so why would you read aloud to your children? Number one, it fosters closeness for your family. It fosters closeness for your family. Your kids are going to be closer to you and closer to each other as you take the time to read aloud to them, okay? The next thing is, it will absolutely, hands down, make your children smarter. There have been studies that have been done that say that children that were read aloud in the home, read aloud to in the home, uh, they have a higher intelligence that children that weren't read aloud. And it's never, ever, ever too late to start, okay? It's never too late to start. And then another thing is um, you can read above a child's reading level when you read aloud to them. You can read above your child's reading level. So what that means is you may have a a five-year-old, but you can read a book for 10-year-olds Uh, As long as you give that child something to do while you're reading out loud and that child will learn from, uh, from that book that's for, for 10 year olds. I'm telling you, it, it happened in our house. I know many, many people that read aloud to their children above their reading level and they get it. They understand the vocabulary. There's more vocabulary words that that they're going to be learning because you're reading out loud to them. It is invaluable. People have been reading out loud to their children for, to their children as long as there's been a printing press and they've been telling stories, you know, or printing press or papyrus, right? People have been telling stories to their children, passing down their faith through stories. And uh, guys, it's super important. And then it will give them great memories as they grow up. Do you know our children have sweet, sweet memories of uh, whenever they were growing up of reading out loud? And I have some of my most favorite memories with our children were when we were reading out loud to them. And I remember times when it was snowing and uh, we would have hot cocoa and uh, it was absolutely beautiful. And you might be saying to me, Deb, how am I gonna get my kids to let me read out loud to them. Well, I'm glad you asked because reading out loud is not everyone just sitting around like little cherubs uh, while you're reading. My kids would have killed each other. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they would have touched each other and and tapped each other and uh, and you know that they, they wouldn't have killed each other. They got along actually really well by the grace of God. I mean, they fussed and argued and man, sibling rivalry can be really hard. But um, if I wouldn't have let them do activities while we were reading out loud none of the reading out loud would have been happening. And so this is a big thing I wanna talk to you about right now, guys. It is so important if you want to read out loud to your kids to give them something to do while you're reading out loud to them. And so in our home, we had a box, like several plastic bins that had read aloud crafts in them. And we we let the kids play with it other times. And sometimes we had special read aloud crafts that they could only do while we read aloud to them. And what that does is it gives them an incentive to want to sit still and listen. So like uh, Play-Doh, beading, crochet, Knitting, sewing, uh, play-doh, so many things, you guys, that you could give your children to do while you are reading out loud to them. But do not expect your children to just sit while you're reading out loud to them. Okay. Please do not do that to your kids. (laughs) And if you want to give them something to do at the table, give them like a placemat and tell them everything has to stay on the placemat. You can't just get it out over everywhere, right? You have to keep it on the placemat. And then if you want to use Legos, let them get all their Lego pieces together before you start reading because Legos are so loud. They're so loud. And so if you get the Legos together, and you know what another tip with Legos is? is if you um, if you take out a 100 Legos at a time and put them in a bag, and you have them separated by 100 Legos, then you don't have Legos everywhere. We did that for a while, but then we just ended up with a Lego bin because that works the best. But uh, I have also read out loud over sewing machines going. I have read out loud over glass. Uh, my daughter got into this thing as a teenager where she was making glass jewelry using a blowtorch, a mini blowtorch, and we had to keep the window cracked. But she was making glass jewelry with a blowtorch Torch and safety goggles, but I'm telling you, my children got a lot. Even though they're doing something else, what you do is you ask them questions at the end. So, what was your favorite part of the story? What did you like the best? And so, uh, yeah, so that is um, is uh, is a way to check your children's understanding is to ask them questions. During the middle of your time reading, to make sure they're paying attention, and at the end, just asking them questions about the story. What was your favorite moment in the story? And when when they are telling you those favorite moments in the story, it's it's causing that recall to go deeper into their mind to where they will um, to where they will uh, remember more things. Okay, so those are a few tips that we did uh, with our kids, and I do want to tell you guys if you have a struggling reader, okay. In third, so I had two opposite end uh, of the spectrum children. So my daughter was very gifted. She she was super uh, fast learner, fast everything. And then my son, who was also gifted, ended up being very gifted. But he was a lot slower to develop because he's a boy. Guys, boys have glitches. And if your child is having trouble learning to read, if your child is having trouble spelling, reading out loud to that child will tremendously help them. So my son, my daughter... Um, she did this thing in the eighth grade, and it was called the Johns Hopkins Center for Talented Youth, and she had to test for it, I think it was in the fifth or the eighth grade, she had to take the SAT when she was a little kid, and uh, she scored enough to get there to get into the program. And uh, so anyway, then my son came along, and my son was in the 25th percentile for reading in third grade, right, 25th percentile. And I was like, what? We read out loud all the time, why is this happening? And God was like, just keep reading out loud to him. And so I did. And do you know what, guys? By the time he was in eighth grade, he also took that SAT. And he was also in the Johns Hopkins Center for Talented Youth. Both of our children have uh, gifted uh, IQs, okay? And I know the IQ starts when they're younger, but it did help them by me reading out loud to them. And just because my son couldn't read very well didn't mean his IQ wasn't very high. And your child, and I know this is a very academic type of a talk today, right? Usually I talk all about the heart, and you know what? Reading out loud to your child will reach their heart. You will teach them about Christian heroes, and we're going to talk all about that today. You're going to teach them about people who were incredible that lived in history, and uh, you're going to give them a heart for the kingdom of God, a heart for for being noble, a heart for being excellent in their life, right? By reading these books out loud to them. But it will also increase your child's IQ. It will make them smarter. And I, I, you just can't freak out when your kids are not doing well, like for. For me, it was really hard because I felt, because I we were homeschooling our kids, and I know that this can feel like just a homeschooling topic, okay, but it's not. You can read out loud to your kids in the evening because our children, they did go to classes and all, all these other things, they were very busy, they weren't just sitting around homeschooling, but we did read out loud to them at night, and you guys, you can read out loud to your children at night, even during the school year, but summer is such a great time to do it, okay? So, please don't feel like this is just for homeschoolers. But for me, when my son was in the 25th percentile for reading, I was really depressed <laughs> at first. And it was very stressful because my mother in law, who is a school psychologist, tested them. And so, as you can imagine, I felt very uh, inadequate, but I just kept praying and asking the Lord to cause him to learn how to read and to cause him to learn how to spell really well. And you guys, he is doing well. He's getting promoted at his job like crazy. They love him at his job. And so just don't give up with your kids and don't feel like your your kids aren't smart. Always tell your children that they're smart. My son also was uh, obese. He was clinically obese when he was growing up. And I never made him feel bad about it. I talked to him about healthy eating because he likes sodas and candy and all that other stuff. Uh, but when he would go into the doctor's office, he was on the obese scale. But I kept saying, Jack, you're going to grow. You're going to grow. And the doctor, by the grace of God, we had a great doctor who told him he's going to grow. And you know what? If you have a doctor and you have an obese child, you know what? You probably need to tell the doctor to just not say anything negative to your child. Because when you give your child a stigma, this is just a side note, a stigma about being overweight, it creates that stigma in their mind. And a lot of times those thoughts will last and that it will be harder for them to lose weight. But my son, I never told him he's fat. I I never, ever, ever said that. I was an aerobics instructor. My daughter and I were working out the gym and my son came along and I just let him do whatever he wanted to do to exercise. But I never made him feel bad. And we did have desserts in our home and we did like having fun but he did grow. And now he's like, I wish I could show you a picture of him, but my phone, I'm using my phone, but uh, he's very thin. He's very tall. He grew in his 18th year and 19th year, and he's super tall and he lost his weight. And so, and if your doctor or if anybody's called your your child fat, just pray that God will give that child amnesia and pray that they will lose the weight. And you know what else about my kids is just a side note they were, they, my son wanted to spend money like crazy. And do you know, he saves money like like crazy. He also is very generous. We taught both of our children to tithe, but guys, God can do anything. And when I used to pray that my son would learn the value of money, and he now does. He's got, I don't even know how much money he's got saved up. He's got more money than I do saved up. No, <laughs> no, I'm just teasing, but I mean, it's a lot of money for for a 25 year old kid. He's got a ton of money saved up. And so don't give up on your kids, okay? All right, so let me see if there's anything else. Um, I want to tell you something else about books. So um, it will build your children's vocabulary. It will build. It will strengthen sibling relations and memories. And um, you can take your children to faraway places, and you can take them to imaginary lands. You can teach them history through reading out loud. You can also teach them about great people who went before them in history, great uh, Christians, uh, great men and women uh, of history that did great things. And uh, you can also read books that are beautiful to your children because what you're doing is you're cultivating appetites with your children, right? You're cultivating appetites and you want to be careful what type of appetites that you're cultivating with your children, okay? Okay. And so let me give you a few authors, so write these authors down. And uh, also, I would love to hear your favorite books. So if you're listening right now, could you just type in a few favorite books? I forgot to ask this earlier. If you're listening on the podcast, just email us your favorite books. Uh, And if you're in the online group, write a comment with your very favorite book that you have read to your children, because I forgot to say this earlier, and I really think that we need to be sharing that information with each other, okay? Okay, so some of my favorite authors, I love, George McDonald. George McDonald wrote fantasy books. Okay. And my kids loved his books. And he actually, he was an f- amazing Christian. And he also was C.S. Lewis. He was like someone that C.S. Lewis really looked up to. And, uh, and, uh, so anyway, C.S. Lewis is awesome. Of course, George McDonald, um, I love uh, those authors, they're just some of our favorites. But before I go into all the books, you guys, I just wanna remember to tell you something. If you only have three books for your children, okay, three books, (laughs) if you, that's all you have. Number one would be your Bible to read out loud to your kids, okay? The Bible is incredible. The Bible will is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword, and the Bible will teach your children things that they never knew, uh, that, they, that will help them all of their lives. God will speak to them through this book. Uh, it will change their lives. There's no other book like the Bible, okay? Because it is alive, because the Holy Spirit speaks to you and your children as you're reading it, okay? That's the number one, it's the Bible. If you can only get three books, the next one I would get it's called the Picture Bible. Okay, look at this. We, I don't. This is like our fourth or fifth copy. Uh, we read it so much, our kids loved it that it it fell apart. It's called the Picture Bible, the Picture Bible. So make sure you get that one for your children. And then, if you only had one other book for your children, this one is beautiful and it has a cover on it usually, but I took it off. It's called the Complete Tales of Beatrix Potter. The Complete Tales of Beatrix Potter. And the reason I love it is not only do they have beautiful pictures, but Beatrix Potter wrote about nature in a beautiful and lovely way. And I'm reading these stories. I read them out loud to my son until he was 13, if you can believe that. That's how much you love them. I read them out loud to my daughter and my son together. And now I'm reading them. Oh, oh, it got lost at church. Oh, you should get another one. Um, or tell. I'll call church and see. Isn't that a great book? Oh, the picture Bible, so good. Lord Jesus, help Grace find her picture Bible. Um, Okay, and so I'm reading these out loud again to my granddaughter and on YouTube, they have videos for Peter Rabbit by Beatrix Potter, but don't do the current ones. Do the ones that were filmed in 1993 and it's called um, Peter Rabbit, uh, Beatrix Potter, VHS, 1993. That's the one you want on YouTube, okay? So look that one up. Don't do the Peter Rabbit and Friends, the current one. You don't want that. You want the ones that actually, they have the same drawings that look just like this and they tell the story. And my granddaughter and I are having the best time. So if you can only do three books, if those are the only three books that you can do, then the Bible, the regular Bible, the picture Bible, and the Complete Tales of Beatrix Potter. Okay, that's all I would recommend. Okay, so now... But I don't even know where to begin. If you guys saw all my stacks, okay, I have so many stacks. So um, I'm going to start with, I um, already covered, by. Oh, oh, I have one right here. Okay, so just so you know, um, if you need ideas for books for children, okay, these are the books I recommend. Honey for a Child's Heart by Gladys Hunt. Honey for a Child's Heart by Gladys Hunt has tons of books, and you do have to be careful what types of books that you get for your children, okay? Pray and ask the Lord for books for your children this summer. That is the number one thing you could do. Pray and ask the Lord. And when you go to the library, be very careful what you let your kids pick out. Let them pick out books because it's phenomenal that they're picking out books that they like to read to themselves on study, on topics that they like, but be very careful what you allow your children to read, okay? Um, Because books are graphic and it can be like a movie, okay? And so, but this book is, you can trust all the books in here. You can trust all the books in here. Books Children Love by Elizabeth Wilson. Books Children Love, okay? And then Honey for a Teen's Heart. If you have a teenager, this is excellent. It's by Gladys Hunt and Barbara Hampton. Honey for a a Teen's Heart. These are books for your teens that will be excellent for them. So, those are the books I recommend they are absolutely excellent. Okay. So you can get book ideas from those books. And then the next thing. So let's see, let me get to our Bible study books. So reading the picture Bible, do you know, the word of God says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. Okay. So seek first God by putting him first each day right after, like in the summer, if you have time, or if you go to work, come do it in the evening, or uh, do it, uh, just ask the Lord for time to read to your kids, number one. Ask the Lord for time to read devotions to your kids, okay? Excuse me. And so, um, anyway, so by reading devotions, you are seeking first the kingdom of God, and you're putting him first in your day, okay? So that's a huge deal. So read the Bible to your kids first. Pray before you read the Bible, and ask the Lord to help your kids To understand what you're about to read, and for your family to apply it. Okay, all right. So now, I love this book, Missionary Stories with the Millers. It's such a sweet book. Okay, so I'll tell you a little story. So my family and I were reading Missionary Stories um, with the Millers. I love it. It's an Amish book. It's not like anything that you would normally pick up on a shelf, but it gives you little synopsis of. of missionaries that have gone down through history that are really, really good, okay? So like here's one, the shotgun that wouldn't fire, and it shows you on the map where these missionaries lived. And so you can also talk about geography when you're reading out loud to your children by using this book. But we read this story about Jim Elliott in this book, and it was so sweet. And Jim Elliott, if you know anything about Jim Elliott and Nate Saint and those people that went, I believe it's the fifties that they went, they went over to minister to the Akka Indians who were the number one, most violent people group ever recorded. And they went over there and they, uh, they, to go, uh, test, you know, to share Christ with them. And they were speared on the beach. Okay. Which is really sad. They were speared on the beach, but the story is that the women went back. A few couple of the women went back and the tribe could not believe the love that these women had and that they would come back, even though the, the tribe killed their husbands. And so what's her name? Rachel Saint went back. And, uh, and do you know every single one of those Indians were, they're now Christians. It's incredible, you guys, what the love of Jesus does. And so I read about Jim Elliott in here. And then, um, then we got another book that was put out by YWAM. And, uh, let me see here if I can find it really quick. Um, where is it at? Okay. These books right here are, are excellent. They are Heroes of History. I'm pretty sure they're put out by YWAM, but we had one by Jim Elliott. Oh no, this is history. There's another one, Heroes of the Faith. That's what it is. And uh, and I read one to my kids about Jim Elliott and my kids loved it. They were so captivated, right? And then Stephen Curtis Chapman Came to, and I think I told this story last week on my video about how to plan a great summer for your teens. And, uh, Stephen Curse Chapman was coming to town. He's a musical artist. He's amazing. And so we got the CD. We were going to go as a family and we got the CD and we started listening to it. And the whole thing was the story about Jim Elliott and the Aka Indians and those people being, uh, becoming Christians, right? The whole CD was about that, that we were listening to. So when we went to the concert, We were blown away because he told the whole story. And not only did he tell the whole story, he brought one of the tribesmen who was a murderer who is now the leader of the church in that village And it was, my daughter was blown away and it impacted her greatly to where she, I mean, it strengthened her faith and and my son got sick. He couldn't go. But both of our children remember that we read about faithful Christians and guys, you need to be reading about faithful Christians to your children. Okay. And I loved reading about George Washington Carver. George Washington Carver, you guys, I'm telling you, he was amazing African-American man, he lived, he taught the people who were coming out of slavery, had crop rotations, and, and he asked the Lord, you guys get this, and if you go to his place in Diamond, Missouri, there's a national park there with his home and his laboratory, and the national park ranger will tell you that he would go every day to God, and he would say, God, show me why you made the peanut. And do you know he got a thousand uses for the peanut? And we read about him and then we went to that place and it was so powerful for my children to learn about someone in history who asked God for help and asked God how to make a difference in his generation. And so we read about George Washington Carver and Heroes of History and there's all kinds of books about them. But before I talk any more about books, I need to tell you something very important. Do not buy abridged books do not get them from the library. Do not read them out loud to your children because abridged books take out the heart of the book because they're trying to shorten it. Unabridged books are incredible, like Robinson Crusoe. You guys need to know about Robinson Crusoe narrated by Jim Weiss, W-E-I-S-S. And we listened to to this book on tape, Robinson Crusoe, when we were driving 15 hours to Illinois and it, it, because it was unabridged, it talked about his faith. It talked about how, how he came to Christ. It talked all about that. But the abridged version took all of that out that the author put in the book. I can't even imagine how he must have felt like he's passed away, I'm sure, because this was a long time ago that he wrote the book. But his faith has been taken out of the abridged books. So do not read unabridged uh, abridged books. Read only unabridged. Okay, so then let me talk about Elsa Beskow. If you have little kids, Elsa Beskow is absolutely wonderful, and I'm reading these books to my granddaughter right now. I'm reading, um, where's her favorite? Her favorite is from Elsa Beskow. Where did it go? It's called Peter's Old House. It's so sweet. She loves it. Oh, here it is. Okay. Elsa, oh, Hi. Oh, your heart is happy. Thank you, Julianne. You're so sweet. Okay. I, I'm talking about my favorite guy. Oh, ah, he was the first. George Washington Carver is amazing. Yes, yeah, see? You guys. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you, Julie. Okay. So, Elsa Beskow writes beautiful children's books. Okay, guys? Beautiful, beautiful children's books. And the thing I love about her books is she only prints on one page. She's from a long time ago, but this is about Peter and he lived a long time ago. And it just talks about, uh, he was someone that that uh, was poor and his house was gonna get torn down because he did all this stuff for free in the village. And then everybody went together and made a house or fixed up his house so that his house wouldn't get torn down. And it's a sweet book talking about generosity and helping others. And I love it. Elsa Besca also writes beautiful fantasy books called Children of the Forest. Uh, I love all of her books. And they're just stunning, stunning books. And then Pelé's New Suit. I love Pelé's New Suit. And then there's another one that's called Blueberries for Sal. But the narrations in this book, they're, they're beautiful. They're colorful. I love reading old books to my children. It just gives them such a, uh, just a wonderful, wonderful look at history and stuff too. Oh, I almost forgot. I read this to my granddaughter. It's called The Toddler's Bedtime Storybook by V. Gilbert Beers. Bedtime Storybook, it's very sweet. They also have a toddler's Bible, but this book talks to them about helping and being kind and not fussing with your siblings and praying and not stealing. It's a sweet, sweet book. The Toddler's Bedtime Storybook. Okay, so then uh, I love Harry. (laughs) Harry and the Lady Next Door, Harry the Dirty Dog. I love those books so much. My granddaughter loves them. They are super sweet. Of course, I couldn't do... A Book Recommendation, If I Didn't Talk About Curious George by Margaret and H.A. Ray. Curious George, The Man with the Yellow Hat. I love that guy. And uh, all of these books are about a mischievous little monkey and uh, you know what guys, a lot of these are on, I think they're called Liv- Libra Box or something. But if you have an iPhone, so like when my granddaughter comes over, she loves the Velveteen Rabbit. Read them, the story of the Velveteen Rabbit. But on iTunes, you can type in uh, like the Velveteen Rabbit. Hi, Amanda. You can type in like something like the Velveteen Rabbit or Hank the Cowdog. You guys, Hank the Cowdog is so cute. And what you can do is uh, like my granddaughter listens to it when she's going to bed uh, over here for nap time. I type in Hank the cow dog at the iTunes, but it's, it's free, but it's Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey is the one that, uh, that narrated it. And it's called Hank the Cowdog. Your kids will love it. I don't think I could make a list. <laughs> I need help. I'm so busy right now getting for the retreat, I, getting ready, but someday we will get a list. We may have a book list on our website, but yes, someday we will. I would love to do that. Uh, it's so, but anyway, Hank the Cowdog is so cute. You can listen to that. You can read it out loud to your kids. Our kids went to quiet time and uh, every day whenever they outgrew their naps and we let them listen to books on tape and Hank the Cowdog was one of them. I love for little kids, Spot. Spot books are safe for little kids. You guys, you gotta be careful with children's literature. Do not do Blue's Clues, do not do Muppet Babies, do not do, I think the Berenstain Bears too, they're newer stuff. Uh, all of these do not have family values, Christian family values. You need to look it up, things that don't have Christian family values and don't read those to your kids, okay? And so um, anyway, this is like a little lift the flap book, little lift the flap book. These are Spot, they have videos too, they're on YouTube. Super sweet videos. My granddaughter loves them. My kids love them too. Okay, so let me see if there's any more little kids. Oh, can I talk about, oh, okay, wait a second. Ah, I have a book for you guys that as moms. Okay, I'm just gonna show you this book. It's called French Women Don't Get Fat. Okay, guys, I love this book. It's not a Christian book, okay? But she will help you, especially going into spring and summer, how to be healthy and lose weight. And it's not a diet book. She never talks about diet. She says that's silly. And uh, she talks about, um, she says this, the first four bites are the best of anything that you're going to eat. She's French. Uh, anyway, just it's just know that this book really changed my life with how I eat. And, uh, and it, it frees you from bondage of having to think about dieting all the time. Uh, it's beautiful. I just can't recommend this book highly enough but she's not a believer. I don't I don't know. Actually, I don't know if she's a believer, but anyway. Okay, so let's talk about James Harriet. James Harriet is so amazing, you guys. He was a veterinarian that lived back uh, I don't remember when. I think in the 1900s in Yorkshire, England. Beautiful. These are I have tapes of course cuz it's a long time ago, but his animal stories, dog stories, but just know that he <laughs> my kids would laugh. He calls girl dogs a bitch because <laughs> they are. That's a technical term. But it's really funny and we would go, you know. Uh, and, and I would explain to my children that the technical term for a girl dog is a bitch and he would always say he'd go, the bitch, <laughs> it's funny. But just know that, um, that it's not a Christian story, but I loved him. My kids love James Harriet, okay? And uh, let's see, okay, my son and I read Pinocchio the unabridged Pinocchio. Loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. By, um, let's see, who is it by? It is by Collodi, C-O-L-L-O-D-I. Collodi, Collodi, Collodi. It's beautiful. It's an old book, Pinocchio. Can't recommend that one enough. Love Pinocchio. Let me see. Um, Also, I love this series of books called When They Were Girls. And there's also one called When They Were Boys. Let's see, When They Were Boys, When They Were Girls, When They Were Boys. Um, hmm, I can't find it, but there's two of them. When They Were Girls and When They Were Boys by Rebecca Deming Moore. Rebecca Deming Moore, When They Were Girls, okay? And When They Were Boys. And then, okay, I was talking about uh, authors, older authors earlier. G.K. Chesterton, awesome, 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 awesome. This is a crazy book that your teenager will, will love. And it's, it's an, it's, it's, I don't even, it's like, I don't even know how to describe this book, but your teenagers will love it. It's called The Man Who Was Thursday. It is a great book for teenagers. They will be like scratching their head the whole time you're reading it because it's so well written. But it's 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 about an anarchy type of thing. I don't know. It's a crazy book. My kids loved it. Man who was Thursday. Okay, my daughter loved this series, Redwall series, by Brian Jocks. It's not not Christian, but they're excellent. They're thick books, and uh, they have all these series of animals that were fighting and stuff. It's super duper duper cute. Redwall. She loved Brian Jocks. Okay, great book. And um. We also read, okay, so my husband read, because my husband is an engineer, whatever your husband is or whatever you're passionate about, read your children books that you are passionate about because, um, sorry, because uh, it will really help. So my husband is a space guy. He worked on the space shuttle at NASA. And so he loved reading the Mars Diaries to my daughter. They loved it. There's a series of them called the Mars Diaries by Sigmund. B-R-O-U-W-E-R, Brower, Sigmund Brower, Mars Diaries, Christian writer, excellent book series. He also read this one. She loved it at night. It's called The Ultimate How It Works Encyclopedia. Loved it, loved it, loved it, loved it. I mean, my daughter is a scientific type kid. She is a software engineer. She owns her own software company. And, um, She loved reading about science with my husband. Whatever your husband is interested in, if he wants to read, let him do it. They also read this book called Cool Stuff and How It Works. Um, Cool Stuff and How It Works by, let's see. You can also get a lot of these books on, um, what's that called? Thrift books, okay? But it talks about science. Like, Like, what is that? Light bulbs, how light bulbs work. You know, he would just lay in bed and read it to them at night. Cool stuff and how it works. Okay, block that book. And then, let's see, okay. So my son had this book, we got this for him because if you remember from talking me talking about teenagers, uh, we got this book for my son called Paper Engineering and Pop-Ups for Dummies. It's all about how to make paper things, uh, paper animals. And I highly recommend, now, Uh, Paper Robots 1999 used to be a website, Paper Robots 1999. Okay, but you can look up Paper Robots 1999 PDF, and you can print it out in color, but it's like Transformer Paper Robots. And Paper Robots are cheaper than Legos, and your children can still get that engineering type mind activity thing going. And my kids did Paper Robots while I read out loud to them. But Paper Robots are phenomenal but don't let your kids surf at that place called um oh it's if you type it in you'll know what it is it starts with a v um ah if you type in paper robots 1999 it'll come up with the the thing that's like starts with a v website don't let them surf you just go with them that's the thing you need to always know about the internet with your kids And I know you guys know that. Just go with your kids on the internet or you could find some paper robots for them. But paper robots, 1999 PDF, you should be able to find some, okay? But there's also this book. We love that for our son. And then, um, okay, favorite book of all time, my daughter's Secret Garden. Love this book. It's by Frances Hodgson Burnett. Secret Garden, beautiful book filled with beauty, I'm telling you guys, this is a phenomenal book. Love that book. Around the World in 80 Days. It's a classic. It is super duper duper good. Um, Love that book. Dr. Doolittle. Excellent book. Um, Let's see. And you can find all of these types of books in those uh, books for a kid's heart type of thing that I shared earlier. Okay. Let me keep going here. Um. The Captain's Dog, love this book. This was written by Roland Smith. Roland Smith, The Captain's Dog. It's a wonderful adventure book. Your kids will love it if you read out loud to them. And guys, just pick one or two books for the summer. You don't have to go crazy. Just pick one or two books. And pray that the Lord will give you time to read to your children. 21 Balloons, excellent book written by William P.E.N.E. Dubois. Penet Dubois, 21 Balloons. Wonderful, wonderful book. Mr. Popper's Penguins, love this book. It's by Richard and Florence Atwater. Popper, Mr. Popper's Penguins. Love, love, love this book, you guys. Ah, Sir Knight of the Splendid Way. You guys, Sir Knight of the Splendid Way is a phenomenal book. And it's an allegory of the Christian life, similar to Pilgrim's Progress. It paints a Christian death beautifully. It's so beautiful in this book. But it just talks about, I mean, it's an old book. It was written in like 18 something. I love old books. We read old books to our children. They understood them. We asked them questions afterwards, like I told you guys earlier. But it's a beautiful book. Sir Knight of the Splendid Way. Okay, love that book. And then also... um, is uh where is it at it is there's a book uh which uh oh my gosh little pilgrim pilgrim's progress we read that one to our children little pilgrim's progress oh my goodness you guys you have to you have to write that one down little pilgrim's progress okay and that is pilgrim's progress for kids it's excellent 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 and then also hines feet on high places for kids excellent book um, I can't remember the author, Hind Speed on High Places for Kids. This is another, like a big picture book. It's called Dangerous Journey, but it, hi Jennifer, Dangerous Journey, okay? And it is, it's all about Pilgrim's Progress and it just has pictures and these are for, probably for older kids because like it has like dragony type pictures, but if you have older teens, they will love this book. You can read this out loud to them, but it is also Pilgrim's Progress for kids, okay? Excellent book. Okay, let me keep going here. All right, can't even say enough nice things about C.S. Lewis, Chronicles of Narnia. My husband and my daughter went through this twice, this series together, and when they got done the first time, my husband like started tearing up because it was over, (laughs) it was so sweet. And so read C.S. Lewis, I think it starts with The Lion, the Witch, and the Warped Drove. I don't know if that's the first book or not, but anyway, C.S. Lewis, Chronicles of Narnia, excellent books. Okay. Here's another one. It's an old book. Love it. With the children on Sundays. Oh my goodness. You guys, this is an old book. Ah, written by this guy. Look how old Sylvan. I think his name is Sylvanus Stahl. Okay. He's a pastor and he wrote this book. Get this. I just, and listen to this. Through eye gate and ear gate into the city of child soul through eye gate and ear gate into the city of child soul. Stahl, Sylvanus Stahl, S-Y-L-V-A-N-U-S, Stall. okay? He's also the author of What a Young Boy Ought to Know and What a Young Man Ought to Know, okay? But he was a pastor, and get this, look at this. Oh my gosh, you're gonna die when I show you this picture in this book. We did this for devotions, but what he did back then, because I love the children's books of Book of Virtues too, Jennifer, that one is phenomenal. So look how old this book is. It was written in 18. Okay, I'm telling you guys, something happened in 1890 to 1910. This was written in 1893. 1890 to 1910, there was some type of a of a um a movement going on in, in, the, in America or in, uh, where, I think it was this was written in America or, or the UK. There was a movement of discipling your children that happened in 1890 to 1910. And you guys, there are some phenomenal books that were written in that time period. And this is one of them. And look, it talks about like pretending because they went horse and buggy to church back then, right? And so he, this is a devotional book to teach your kids about God. And so he would like pretend that they're in the buggy going to church and then they would turn around and have their chairs together. Now we don't do that, right? We, have, we sit around with crafts and stuff like I told you guys earlier to, to disciple your kids. But let me just show you some of these books in here. And my husband would laugh because some of the things that they wanted you to get, you couldn't get like an oyster. I don't know where to get an oyster. Maybe you know where to get an oyster. But what my husband would do is he would say, I have here in my hand an oyster. <laughs> And, but what this story tells you is that the crab is like the Holy Spirit to the oyster. And when, and the fish represents sin and when there's sin coming or danger or something or whatever, the Holy Spirit pinches the oyster and it closes. That's what the crab does, right? But the Holy Spirit is like this little crab and it explains it. And it's beautiful. I love this book with the children on Sundays. Okay. It's an old book, but I love it. And then also for you, uh, that was also written in 1890, can I please not, I just can't say enough about this book. I mean, can I just get it like a little, I don't know. I feel like saying, can we all stand up for this book? <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. The Bible is the one we all should stand up for. That's the most important book, but Hints on Child Training by H. Clay Trumbull was written by Elizabeth Elliot's either grandfather or great-grandfather. She was an amazing Christian. She was Jim Elliott's wife, one of those people that went back into the, I know, I wish I could make a list, Jennifer. I just don't. Maybe someday, pray for me that I can make a list or get someone to help me. That's what I need is a helper. That's what I need. Okay. So, yes, Elizabeth Elliott is one of those people that I told you earlier that went back and, uh, and witnessed to that tribe and all of them became Christians. Okay. She went back there with a, uh, with a saint, Rachel Saint. But anyway, this book is phenomenal. He had five kids that all loved the Lord, and they people said to him, "How did you do it?" And he they were like, "Please write it down." So he wrote this sweet little book called Hints on Child Training. This is for you to read. But there's a chapter in this book that changed my life. Absolutely changed my life. And it is called uh the the uh the sympathy, let me see here. It's called um mm-hmm. Uh, where did it go? It's about sympathy, the table talk. I mean, talking about nighttime with your children and not putting your kids to bed upset. The place of child training, in, the place of sympathy in child training. And you will be so blessed when you learn about how to be more sympathetic with your children. The place of sympathy in child training. So I highly recommend this book. This is a mommy read for the summer. You will love it. Okay, I gotta get going because I'm running out of time. Um, Oh, you guys are so many. Okay. Can we talk about art for just a minute? So we loved art with our children. And I'm telling you, even if we didn't homeschool, I would have read these books to my kids because I wanted them to know. I wanted my number one. you guys know that a truly educated person up until present day, a truly educated person was someone who knew the Bible like when you are teaching your children about the Bible and the history of that time and the different things about the Bible, the Psalms, Proverbs, all those things, and they're understanding the Bible, it is—it used to be up until recent days the mark of a truly educated person. Okay. That should never change with us. That should also be the mark of a truly educated person: is that our children should know, um, should know the Bible. Yes. Oh, and Julie, thank you. We can watch this again and make our own list. I had to go in and out of live feed. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you, Julie. And uh, oh, and Jennifer says, "Love and Logic" talks about using empathy. Absolutely, our children need empathy in child training. Okay. So I wanted my children to know about artists. A lot of artists that we study were not very, uh, they were not moral people. They were not godly people. But you can kind of get around that. And we had conversations about things um, also with our children. But just know that um, it's still good to teach them about art. I love this thing called the art game, the Renaissance art game. And it, it it's so beautiful. It has a book about the artists, okay? But it also has... The, pi- the paintings, and I took out one. There was a nude in here, one or two, and I took them out. But it's like Go Fish that you play. And like this one, oh my gosh. Two Girls at the Piano by Renoir. Is that not a stunning, beautiful painting? Ah, and we've seen it. We love it. We've seen it. Uh, you know, there's there's a, uh, Water lilies, uh, Monet. I love Mary Cassatt. Beautiful pictures, Mary Cassatt, um, a little girl in the blue armchair. Whenever we took our children to DC, to the National Gallery of Art, and I saw a little girl in a blue armchair, you're gonna think I'm a total nerd, but I started weeping, because it was so beautiful to see it in person. And we had studied about it through this art game, the Impressionist art game, got this at Barnes and Noble years ago, and uh, I just, I was so caught up in, in being there and seeing this beautiful art. And then I have all these books called Come Look With Me. Now, there is a Van Gogh exhibit that's going around. I went to it. I just wasn't that crazy about it. The, the, the live one. I, 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 I don't know. I just like going to look at the paintings, you guys. But um, Come Look With Me. They're a beautiful series of books. I love it. It talks about the books and you can read different things about the different paintings. I also love uh, this one right here. You guys, this one is super fun. Art Fraud Detective, Art Fraud Detective, okay? Uh, It's a Kingfisher book by Anna Nilsson, N-I-L-S-O-N, Art Fraud, and it teaches you about art, but it also teaches your kids how to spot a fraud and it gives them a magnifying glass in here. And so we read this book together and uh, it was wonderful, and it just, you know, talks about different paintings and where you can find them and everything. Okay, Art Fraud Detective is fun. Um, Let me see. I'm probably running out of time, you guys, but um, let's see. Oh, okay. I can't not talk about Ken Ham. Love Ken Ham. Uh, He does books on dinosaurs, so if you have a child that loves dinosaurs, Dinosaurs by Design, by Duane, D-U-A-N-E, Gish, G-I-S-H. But they're, by Ken Ham, would have all these resources. It's like the Creation Science Center. Um, this one right here is What Really Happened to the Dinosaurs by John Morris and Ken Ham. It's, excuse me. Great book for your children to know about evolution. Okay? Not, and not, right? Not. God is, he created everything. The Bible talks about that. Okay, this is one of my favorite books. Just David. Just David is a stunning book about a boy that played the, the violin, and it, it was just stunning, beautiful book to read to children. Just David by Eleanor H. Porter. Just David by Eleanor H. Porter. Ah, I also like to teach my kids hymns Hymns for a Kid's Heart by Bobby Wolgamuth and Johnny Erickson Tata. And uh, it, it had the CD in the back that you could sing along, but it teaches your children the stories behind the hymns. You guys, our children need to know st- hymns. They need to know the stories behind the hymns. They're just beautiful. I'm telling you guys, love learning about hymns. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Okay. When our kids were teens, we read the five love languages together so that they would understand them. Gary Chapman wrote this. It's a fantastic book. Oh, Jennifer has that on her wish list. Yes, love. It. You got to just get it. It's Get it at the library, too. It's really good. And then I should be done because um, because it's almost time. But I mean, it's probably time. But I even read my kids The Prayer of Jabez for kids. Love to read them that scripture uh, out of, I think it's 2 Chronicles. And then... Um, Okay, Beautiful Girlhood was beautiful for my daughter when she was about 12 years old. Beautiful book. Um, And then I also read The Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens with my teenagers. It was excellent. And uh, The Trap Family Singers. This was a really sweet book, learning about World War II and about this family. And they were very faithful. And uh, they helped a lot of uh, Jewish people. Okay, so that was a lot of information You guys, it took us a long time to read these books. These are 18 years of books for my children. Okay, not 18, probably like 15, because, you know, we probably stopped reading out loud. I still read out loud when they were in high school a little bit, but for the most part, um, um, we didn't read out loud. Uh, After that time, but just know it takes a lifetime to read out loud to your children. So all these books represent my children's childhood. So there's a lot that I shared today. Ask the Lord for just a few books for your child, but I would recommend getting uh, books children love. Okay, so you can know which books to pick. Or honey for a child's heart. Okay, or book uh, honey for a child's for a teen's heart. That way you can know good books. Don't read your kids trash. Don't let them read Goosebumps. I don't even know if kids read Goosebumps anymore. Don't let them read those kind of books, okay? Uh, Really be careful what you allow your kids to read. So that's it, thank you for watching. Tag your friends in this video that might need to watch it. Let me pray for us. Lord, thank you for everybody who watched this video today. Lord Jesus, I pray that they will know that you love them. I pray that you'll give them one or two book ideas that they won't feel overwhelmed, that they will feel very blessed to have been here today. And Jesus, that you will help them to find some books and the time and the energy to read out loud, help their children to want to read out loud, let to be read to. Uh, Help them to find some little activities for their children to do while they read. And bless them this summer. Let this be their best summer ever. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for watching. I will see you guys next week, okay? Goodbye.